Welcome to Adding Fuel to the Hire, a podcast for hiring managers and job seekers across all types of dealerships. With over 20 years collective recruitment experience, Rowan, Tony and Phil draw upon their knowledge to help you navigate through the recruitment and job hunt process. For more information, head to our website, addingfueltothehire.com. Welcome to episode nine of Adding Fuel to the Hire. Uh, my name is Rowan Coe, and today I have Tony Flynn and Phil Lysiter with me. How are you going, boys? I'm good. How are you? Good. Very good. How are you going? Well, now we do sound a little bit different. That's because we're recording remotely today via Skype. Uh, we couldn't get into the studio because of the coronavirus restrictions. And uh, yeah, so we thought we'd bring a, a bit of an update this week uh, and a, a bit of a summary around coronavirus and what's been happening in the industry. Uh, we'll also talk about what's been happening with ourselves as well uh, and how we're coping. And we'll let you know on uh, what we're going to do with the podcast from here. So um, yeah, let's let's start off. I guess um, the first thing is to uh, is to cover off on is, is why haven't we talked about coronavirus yeah. till now? Um, obviously, it's been going now since what mid mid March, nearly over, just over a month, um, and our podcasts have been coming out. So, I guess the the key thing to cover off on there is that we we had been recording our podcasts in in bulk in groups. So we had recorded our first eight episodes um, back in I think it was the start of March or even late February. Yeah, February. Yeah, yeah, February, I think, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we got a, a bunch of podcasts done that first day and uh, we had all the, the rest sort of planned out and we're heading down to the recording studio um, in, the, in the middle of March there just as it was starting to kick off and uh, rocked up to the studio and the, the guy said, oh, the, the owner's running late because he's sick. <laughs> and this was just as was, people were starting to worry, so we thought, uh I think we'll uh, we'll go home. So <laughs> we we decided to put the recordings on hold and, and wait until now to uh, do a bit of a recording about coronavirus, um, just so that we can cover off on that and let you know what's going to be happening in the future. So we've all been working from home, um, but we've been doing that for the last two years. So uh, hasn't changed a lot for us. But I guess uh, Tony, what, what's it like being working from home for you now? What, what's changed since coronavirus? Uh, no, nothing too uh, too drastic, to be honest, as you can imagine. It's always just uh, been what we've done. So uh, I think status quo has been relatively normal. I think the only thing that I've found a, a difference is now that uh, people are far more uh, receptive and understanding of the situation now that they're all doing it themselves. Uh, less uh, less worried about the dog barking in the background now <laughs> if uh, they see something interesting <laughs> because uh, I've had that happen with a couple of clients already over the last uh, couple of weeks so I feel like everyone's in the, a bit of the same boat at the moment yeah and for me it's the uh, it's the crows in my backyard <laughs> uh, I live near some horse stables and uh, yeah my home office sort of points towards them and there's always crows in the background <laughs> yeah yeah there's always crows around the house <laughs> <laughs> and Phil what's uh, what's been working from home like for you yeah, say pretty much similar to Tony. Um, very, you know, similar to what it was like before. Uh, my partner's been stood down, so instead of having no background noise, I've got Grey's Anatomy in the background all day, which is good. Um, something different. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been pretty much the same. Um, up until you know, usually I try and get out once um, we sort of finish the day just to leave the house. Um, which obviously isn't all that possible at the moment. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think sort of the normal day-to-day for me is pretty much stayed similar because, I mean, we're already working from home anyway uh, for yeah. the last what, two years now, I think. So yep. 
And yeah. I think for us, it probably wasn't that big of a transition as everyone else. No, no. But weekends have been. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say just before we, we move on, I, I was just had a thought. I think the biggest change for us personally has just been the lack of uh, our ability to kind of meet up with each other face to face. It's something we used to do at least once or twice a week just to break up the monotony of working from home. Um, yeah, I think that's probably been the biggest change or at least the biggest challenge from my perspective is just missing that person-to-person uh, -person contact, I suppose, to, uh, to break yeah. up the week. It uh, kind of all moulds into one now between that and the weekend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, we've been doing plenty of video chats to try and keep that up. But, yeah, it doesn't beat that face-to-face -face interaction, does it? No, that's for sure. And also getting out on the road as well, you know. Luckily, I'd done a couple of trips just before this all sort of hit. I think the last one was on the 15th of, or the beginning of March. So um, I just met up with a few people. So it was good to get out just before all of this happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, it has it's starting to starting to wear thin being uh, <laughs> all day and not being able to go out and just see people. But, uh, but uh, yeah, look, I guess the weekends are the same. Uh, I'm, I know I'm getting a lot of jobs done around the place. Yeah. You can see, um, yeah. my, back, my back deck now is fully fully uh, prepared for evening drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Got lots of, uh, you know, um, jobs done around the place. The yard's looking good as well. What about you guys? What are you doing on the weekends? Well, I think that would, uh, in hindsight, that was probably where I, I made my biggest error going into this. If you uh, remember back to early February, I think it was, I probably spent about three to four weekends um, sanding down that table and uh, revarnishing it and uh, did it with a bookshelf as well. And then uh, only for the restrictions to kick in probably the week after I finished. So I got most of the tasks I needed to done before it even went into lockdown. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a big regret I have at the moment because I'm pretty much binge watching yeah. uh, anything I can get my hands on, basically. If I bring <laughs> something out, I'm onto it. <laughs> Yeah, I've luckily just bought a house a couple of months ago, so I've got plenty of projects to keep me going. You'll have to paint your garage floor again, Phil. Oh, God, that's, no. That's no way. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died doing that, putting hydrochloric acid on the floor and then trying to scrub it in and get all the dirt out before you paint it. Oh, God, I'm not doing that again. It looks good. That's good. <laughs> And uh, and I guess get, get bringing it back to work, you know, how, how are we seeing things uh, at the moment? Obviously, it's things have quietened down. Uh, some of our clients are sort of holding their breath, I suppose, while they wait to see what happens, uh, you know, across the industry with, with these restrictions in place. Uh, how do you see that working out? Yeah, well, understandably, you know, as you can imagine, most businesses aren't looking to to bring staff on at the moment. Um, I, you know, I think most are just in a holding pattern, uh, trying to retain the staff that they've got is number one priority for most dealers, I would imagine. Um, but I think it's probably times like this that uh, you're really grateful for the industries that we work into, uh, recruit into, I should say, um, primarily being that of, you know, primary industries and, and transport and that sort of thing where, it needs to exist for the for the country to keep moving forward. Um, obviously, we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail. But uh, you know, the ag sector's definitely been our saving grace at the moment. Um, as you can imagine, everyone still needs to eat when they're in lockdown. Um, but even the the transport, even more so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more, <laughs> eating more so than they ever have. Um, but yeah, even in the the 
transport and uh, well, the truck and uh, construction industries, obviously, um, you know, from a personal perspective, people's perspective, but also a government's perspective, they need those industries to continue moving forward and progressing. We need construction to keep occurring for the economy. So I think, um, yeah, it's times like this that I'm, I'm very grateful that we have the, the three core industries that we do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I've been, for me, it's not been oh, too bad. I've been still sort of semi-busy. Um, service has still been fairly good. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's definitely dropped off and I think we're all feeling that. But um, I think for a lot of the dealers, it's more about confidence, particularly in sort of the ag sector. Um, a lot of it at the moment is just about confidence and thinking about, all right, is it, you know, how long is this going to go for and how much is it really going to impact us? Yeah. And, um, you know, once that conference comes back, I think um, we'll be back up and running pretty pretty quickly. And that's, I think, two really good points. Um, that first being the confidence. I remember back uh, late March, early April when this all kind of hit, um, I think we've just about had 90 to 95% of all our roles placed on hold purely for the, the unknown factor. Um, we were hearing at least two or three times a day, you know, we're going to put this on hold. We don't know if we're going to be open um, you know, in a couple of weeks' time or what's going to happen. But whereas I think enough time's elapsed now and people can kind of see the other side of it um, and most people are, are aware that, you know, they're not going to be shut down. Yes, business is not going to be as good, but, um, you know, they're still going to be open and remain operationally, uh, operational, I suppose. So that's, um, yeah, that, that's a positive. We're definitely seeing more roles open up now. But I think from a department perspective, definitely the service department, um, which is where Phil looks after, has been kind of the shining light, um, as you can imagine, even with sales decreasing, service is always going to be there, probably even more so with sales decreasing, keeping everything uh, in the field or on the road. Um, and, and surprisingly, the sales department has still picked up a, a number of roles, um, I suppose, trying to continue that revenue um, generation for a business. I think the parts department's probably taken the biggest hit we've seen um, across the board, and probably because most of them are just all working from home currently. Um, but yeah, I think the, the service department definitely has, uh, has been ticking along as, as closely to normal as what uh, you could expect during a time like this. Yeah. And sales has, uh, has definitely dropped off. It's probably one of the, the hardest hit departments as well, but there are key pockets of areas like in Victoria, Victoria ag sales are particularly strong at the moment. So I've got a number of clients in that area looking for salespeople. So it, it is still, it is still happening in certain pockets, but yeah, there's, just, there's definitely been a drop off. And, and we've, I guess, as part of Team Recruit, we've taken that time to um, uh, offer some services to our clients and, and candidates to help them through, you know, getting, making sure that their job marketing and, and uh, um, systems are up to spec uh, so that they're ready for when, the, uh, when this is all over and they can get back into it. So we want to make sure that uh, we can provide that. So we've been doing that and, and our other project dealership jobs um we we had hoped to launch that in april but uh we, we didn't think it was probably the best time to be launching a a job board uh during during a pandemic so we've taken the time to really fine-tune some of the the smaller things that we probably would have done after launch uh and it, i think it's it's definitely done better for the product and there's yeah. some great features coming to that but we're about 95% done now with that job board. It's ready to go. Uh, we're just waiting for the right time for that. So watch this space. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I think um, I think things are going to improve over the next couple of months. We're already seeing uh, infection rates slowing. So hopefully this will mean that some of these restrictions will be rolled back a little bit and, and business confidence will, will grow and, and we'll be able to uh, – 
uh, get back into it. Um, how, how do you guys think the next couple of months are going to go? Yeah, well, I think you, you summarised it pretty well. I think uh, we're all pretty aware now as a country to, to understand that you know this isn't going to go back to status quo normal normality within the next six months. It's going to be a bit of a slow burn. But you know, if you just take what we've seen at Team Recruit over the last probably ten days, I would say um, definitely seems to be a bit of a a boost in consumer confidence, at least through our client base. Um, you know, people realizing, as we kind of touched on before, that they're not going to be shut down. Things are still going to function relatively normally. Um, and I think all indications from the government's been that, uh, you know, first step is going to be to try and get as many businesses back to full capacity as possible before we then look at, um, I suppose, what, what how they define them, those kind of core uh, places of socialization where, um, you know, movie theaters and those kind of things will be the last kind of places to open up but i think uh, we could probably expect over the next six months that most businesses will go back to, to functionally normally that uh you know at least in a b2b element um where they can uh, i dare say that we'll uh, see an increase in recruitment over that period as well yeah that's right that's right i think over the next couple of months we'll slowly see just like we saw them coming in we'll slowly see restrictions lifted um i think overnight queensland has now recorded no new infections which is really good. So um, if it keeps going like that, I think, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks to months by June, July, I'd say we'd have to be probably looking at starting to lifting some of those restrictions. And um, I think we'll be looking at going back to whatever is normal now by the end of the year, hopefully. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be different. I wonder what it's going to look like. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, I um, said it on. I was going to say I, I said it on LinkedIn right when this first started, and uh, I think, think the biggest take home from this for most people will be just the fact that there'll be a lot of companies that were, I suppose, reluctant to making the change that will uh, embrace working now and remote working for their employees, and um, I think may have uh, yeah gained some trust in uh, in that idea of people working from home where uh, beforehand they would never have considered it, but uh, have you know had their hand forced and. Now I realised it, uh, it's probably uh, the way of the future for a lot of people. Yeah, I think I saw uh, Optus has now said that post-coronavirus, uh, they're going to have all their staff working from home. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to change uh, the way people look at work for the future. Yeah, that's for sure. definitely. But uh, I guess let's move on to a bit of a job and industry market update uh, and go through some of the things that we've seen over the last couple of months, or last month particularly. Um, so obviously on the job market, uh, has taken the biggest hit, <laughs> uh, yeah. and it's, it's quite significant. The, uh, uh, seek has reported that, uh, job advertisements for new jobs fell 65%, uh, compa- compared to the same time last year. Uh, and, and the, I guess, departments that most, uh, relate to our industries are trades and services and manufacturing, transport and logistics, both of which are down around that sort of 67, 65%. So there's definitely been a, a, um, a decline in new jobs advertised. And anecdotally from the number of clients that I've spoken to, it's not because they're closing or things like that. It's just that they're waiting to see what happens. So I think once some of that confidence comes back, I think we're going to start seeing some of that. And even in the last day or so, there's been a few more jobs advertised that uh, – I've seen recently, so I think it is sort of starting to claw back just a little bit. Um, but uh, I think Tony, you, you had a look into car sales um, uh, information there. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, well, I think the the take home for the Australian market at the very least is that it's nowhere near as bad as what we've seen worldwide, Um, largely because of the restrictions we've had implemented have been nowhere near as severe as other countries. Um, So Australia as a whole last uh, in March fell 18% in car sales. Um, Compare that to, say, New Zealand, which was at 37%, um, which, to be honest, is not too bad for a country that uh, had a pretty strict lockdown uh, when you compare that to, say, Italy or, or Spain, which is hovering around the 70 to, to 80%. France is around the 70% as well. So um, UK was well over 40%. So 37 for New Zealand is actually not too bad given their restrictions. And Australia down at 18 is great considering the, the circumstances. Yeah, that's right. And I think there's a few car companies that have actually defied the odds. I think Toyota actually... Had a was up in sales by one point three percent or something like that. Um, apparently, that it was it was all you know there was a lot of pre-corona contracts and that sort of thing. It was through construction companies and that sort of thing. But um, there's definitely still people selling. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, a lot of companies, well, there's a couple of dealers or manufacturers moving to online sales now as well. And I Subaru's uh, put that out there and a couple others. And this was something that I'd always thought may happen in the future is that the, the retail car dealership as it sort of stands now may not be there in the future in the way that we see it now and, and they might move to a bit more of a, a Tesla model uh, where people buy cars online. What are your thoughts around that? Do you think that's going to be something that uh, continues on, Phil? Yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, look, buying a car online has been around for a while. Um, you just mentioned Subaru. Subaru has actually been doing that for about two or three years here. Um, I know in a lot of other, I can, I know in a lot of states in the US, you've been able to do that for years now, doing a remote delivery of a car. Um, the main look, you can obviously you can option your car, you can build it, whatever you want to do online. You can't test drive it though. You can't test drive it online. So I think um, that 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 element of sales is still there. Um, I know a lot of them are getting this push now to you know be more transparent in terms of their online sales. Now Volkswagen as a whole across Australia has now moved to online as well. If you want to buy a car online from them, you can. Um, I think Ford's done the same. But I think, um, look, I think it'll boost online sales going into the future. Um, I think it was maybe sort of that push the whole industry needed to sort of say, right, okay, we're going to move online now and, you know, we're going to make it available to people. But I think there's still a critical element of going in and feeling the car and touching the car and touching your vehicle or whatever it is to, get a feel for where you're going to be spending most of your time. So Mm. um, I think once we're back to normal, whatever that may look like, um, I think, um, you know, I definitely think there's still a a big place for the dealership industry in the world. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and Tony, you've been looking into truck sales. What's, uh, what's going on there? Yeah, well, I suppose truck sales, given the the variety of trucks and the sizes and, and I suppose the, uh, the cost of trucks, there's been a, a wide range of results coming through from that industry as a whole. Um, as you could probably expect, anyone that's aware of the the instant tax write-off uh, increase up to $150,000 for the federal government, that's buoyed the, the light truck industry greatly, um, given that most of those trucks do come in under that price tag of 150 k So the light trucks as a whole, sales have only dropped 12.8%, which is incredible, really, um, given the current climate, where you compare that to the so the heavy duty stuff, where you're looking at a 28% and uh, medium rigid around that 21%. So, um, yeah, ultimately uh, you'd have to put that down uh, to the instant tax write-off um, 
being increased so greatly given the uh, the light duty trucks is only down 12 at 12.8%. That's uh, the only way you could explain that one, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, that, and that's had a bit of a boost with tractor sales as well. Um, overall sales were by volume were up 5% in March, uh, but down slightly in, in dollar value. And, that, and that's because of those lower horsepower tractors and lower cost. Uh, the the um, tractors below 150,000 getting a lot of extra mm. attention and selling a lot there so um there's also been some renewed optimism from the rain uh in that in those drought affected areas so um and some areas like i was saying before victoria up 32 percent in um, tractor sales in march compared to the same period last year so yeah um there is um yeah there's, there's some confidence there in ag and as we said this that's um you know that's been good for us and, and we're, we're happy that that's Hopefully, going to continue. Um, you know, yeah, I've heard it had it from a couple of clients now, where um, particularly in that, I suppose, southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales region, which has just been ravaged by drought for the last few years, and we've come off some really good rain probably over the last few months. So, um, yeah, for for some ag deals, it's actually business is going better than what it has six to twelve months ago, um, just because of the rain, and the, the lack of impact that I suppose the ag sector has had um, from something like coronavirus. Food is still essential, so. Um, that's really positive, I think. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, I was reading on the uh, the TMA that uh, the Federal Agricultural Minister actually confirmed that supplies of machinery, parts and service are included as essential services. So uh, even if these lockdowns or, or restrictions do uh, get tougher, um, then those businesses will still be able to operate. So I think that has boosted that uh and i think the, the same should ap- apply for trucks as well so you know obviously getting the um, producing the food and and uh relocating it around australia is imperative especially we're seeing with toilet paper <laughs> yeah <laughs> having those logistics in place is, is uh very important yeah, and something we, we haven't touched on yet, which I just thought of, um, I don't know if it's been announced or not. I know it was scheduled for today, this morning at some time, but uh, yeah, New Zealand's actually revisiting their lockdown situation today um, and going to make an announcement on that. So it probably will have already been made by the time this airs. Um, but yeah, it, hopefully, fingers crossed, looking to ease some of the restrictions there. So um, I'm sure if not uh, immediately, it would be in the not too distant future, given uh, how well the uh, the rates have decreased uh, to our friends across the ditch. So, um, yeah, hopefully some some positive light coming for the New Zealand deals out there. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully uh, this boost in confidence continues and, um, yeah, we, we slowly start getting back to this new normal that everybody talks about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I guess uh, look, that, that's pretty much what we had um, planned for this episode. We just wanted to give a bit of an update on the market and, and uh, let you know what was happening with the, the future of the podcast. We've got about 40 episode topics planned. Uh, we, we've got a whole range of stuff that we wanted to talk about. Um, but uh, the quality of recording and being able to create the videos that we've been putting out on social media as well is important to us. So we would like to wait until we can get back into the studio so that we continue to record some more. So um, that's our plan. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, we should be able to get back there and and do some more. Um, But in the meantime, we may look to do some uh, interviews with some of our connections and put those out on the podcast feed as well. Um, But in the meantime, uh, have a look in our show notes. We're going to have a bunch of links in there for some of the articles that we've spoken about and and where we've gotten a lot of this uh, sales information. 
We're also running a number of free webinars, both for employers and candidates uh, over the next month or so. So for candidates, uh, the next one is actually tomorrow because this will come out on Wednesday. So tomorrow, Thursday, the 23rd of April uh, at 6 p.m., we've got a resume and cover letter tips webinar that Tony's running. Um, so far, we've got about 60 people registered for that one. So no pressure, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll be covering off on uh, a lot of the, the best tips that we've come across in our time and, and how we, we like to see resumes. And I think, uh, you know, you, you'll be able to get a lot of good information out of that. Um, on the 5th of May uh, at 11 a.m., we've got uh, Phil running a webinar around the interviewing processes uh, for employers. So this will be about making sure that, uh, you know, you, you're putting your best foot forward in those interviews and being able to definitely uh, appraise those candidates as mm. they go through the process. Um, and then uh, we'll be doing another candidate webinar on the 7th of May. That's for uh, job interviews as well, but this is from the candidate side of things, obviously, so I'll be running that one. And then our final one will be on the 19th of May for employees about onboarding and staff retention. So uh, if you're interested in any of those, uh, have a look in the links on this uh, podcast uh, or head to um, our website at teamrecruit.com.au You'll be able to see some further information there about those webinars. But uh, we appreciate you uh, listening and hope to bring you back our normal show soon. But uh, for now, thank you very much and uh, I'll say goodbye. But I'll throw over to Tony and Phil to say goodbye as well. Yeah, well, just I'll just want to add one thing quickly. Um, if you are listening out there, anything else that we can help you with that uh, Rowan hasn't outlined that uh, isn't covered off in those webinars, whether it's if you want to see whether your, your salary uh, is in line with the market, just things like that, um, definitely reach out, ask us how we can help. And, um, yeah, we've got plenty of free time and looking to, to help as many people as we can. Yeah, that's right. I second to what, what, what Tony said there. Even if it's, you know, just looking over your resume, we're happy to have a look at that. We've um, come up with a really good new um, program for us to, to, to go through those pretty quickly and give you some good feedback so you get a nice document out of it as well. So anything we can help with, just shoot us, a, shoot us an email, give us a call, whatever it is. I'm sure we'll be able to help out. And our email address is podcast at addingfueltothehire.com. So send an email through to there and we'll be able to put you in touch with... Uh, with anybody who can help um, and we hope to talk to you again soon. So thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. If you have any questions or you'd like to hear us talk about a particular topic, why not send us an email at podcast at addingfueltothehire.com. If you like what we do and would like to support our podcast, please leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. For further information, please visit our website, addingfueltothehire.com.